You're now listening to Cinco Squad. Happy Sunday, everyone. My name is Jonathan with Cinco Squad, and that is Mike DeSano with Cinco Squad. And this is Hello. The Rotation. Yes. What's going on, fellas? How are you doing tonight? Mikey Mike and the Funky Bunch, what's going on? Much. It's uh, another week of exciting baseball across the MLB. I'm doing well, despite how our team is doing, but that's another story entirely. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And that was one of my first questions for you. Other than the Yankees uh, absolutely being abysmal, how has Mm -hmm. your baseball viewing been so far this week? Good, good. I think... um, like we've talked about in previous episodes, previous weeks, um, there's a lot of good teams, a lot of exciting teams out there that yeah. weren't really expected to be anywhere near doing anywhere near as well as they are um, yeah. at this far into the season. I know long season, but we're a month in now and uh, there's some teams still hanging around. So I, I'm excited for the also crop of young talent that's come into the league in the recent couple of years. Yeah, there's a lot of young guys getting a lot of opportunities on a lot of teams yeah. across the board. And it's great to see because it's like something that you and I talk about all the time is they're not ready. They're not ready. Well, when are they going to be ready, right? right? Like the only way you can succeed in the league is if you actually play in the league. And like, yeah, you're going to have failures. Like I'm so glad they kept Brito up with the Yankees. Like because, mm-hmm. yes, he's going to have his ups and downs. Like you said, he was hit or miss. But if he's – if half his stuff is working and it's just mechanical stuff that they need to work on, that's very positive moving forward that you weren't expecting this guy to be great. And all of a sudden you just got to work through a 162 game season. So um, as we normally do every single week, we talk a little Yankees before we get into our five takeaways of the week. Um, but uh, Yankees are definitely Oh, man, they're, they're frustrated. Oh, boy. <laughs> and, and I don't know if it's frustrating more about their play more than the injuries. Because, right, guys are going to are starting to step up. But, like, mm-hmm. this is what playoff baseball is about. Guys stepping up and make when the big guys aren't hitting. This is almost like kind of a, t- a tall tale uh, to say what we've been seeing over the last few years. The guys that are the role players aren't being role players. Yeah, I mean, so, what are your so yeah, so like the the problem they run into right now, and I agree with you that the frustration is less. It is that they're losing because you know Yankees. We kind of have an, a high expectation of them every year, um, just because of past success, and that's not a gloat. It's just the that's yeah. the kind of the what Yankee fans have been conditioned to expect winning because mm-hmm. they've won so much. So to our detriment in some respects, I think. Uh, but the problem right now is that the role players are being asked to be the big guys because the big guys are hurt. So, yeah, the frustration really is the fact that there's 15 major league players yeah. on the IL right now. That's over half the roster. So, yeah, it, it there's been a lot of call for like, oh, see, they, you know, fire Aaron Boone. In this case, I was on the fire Boone train in the offseason. In this case, I really don't think it's his fault. At least yeah. not like 98, 98 to 99% of it is not his fault. He's working with what he's got, which isn't much. He's missing half of his what the team he's supposed to have. Yeah. I like that Harrison Bader came back. That's yes, good. He's, he's been, been great. Pop. Yeah, but. He batted over 400 in this series against the Rays, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, 
if you t- would have told me today that we were going into the Sunday of the Rays game and we had a chance to uh, take the series, I would have and, and Cole blew the game. I wouldn't believe you. Um, right, right. That yeah. was that was surprising, but it was expected, right? Cole was going to you know lose a game at some point and going to ultimately. I don't think he lost the game. I think he had no decision on this one, but he was going to you know have some struggles. He can't be perfect all every start, and we can't always rely on him like we did CC back in the day. So you know that's just the thing with these younger guys. And I'll get to it later in my takes, but yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Right? You you can't blame the manager on your on your star guys, but these Gleyber Torres, Harrison Bader, Anthony Rizzo, these guys got to step up. Bader mm-hmm. did today, okay. but these two, the other two, need to step up. Rizzo hit a home run today, but these guys are going to be playing. Willie Calhoun, he's a utility guy. IKF wants to prove himself. He needs to he needs to get back into his is swinging forward last year. I think Trevino is still in the lineup. He needs to play mm-hmm. well. Like There are guys mm-hmm. there that yeah. can play baseball at a high level and mm-hmm. are and have. So, realistically, what is going on? Like, why aren't you? Is it the bullpen? What is the main factor um, of this that they're not playing good baseball right now? It just doesn't make any sense because these are critical guys that were batting at a high level, playing a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of good baseball. You know, Volpe is starting to come into his own, but like, what's going on with the other guys? You, you know, IKF wants a shot on this team. Aaron Hicks wants a shot on this team. Aaron Hicks hasn't looked good at all this year. It's been very frustrating. No. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think part of me wants to believe, and, and and obviously, I'm not in the locker room, I'm not in the clubhouse, I'm not in the dugout, I'm not on the field. So I don't really know 100%. You're not? No, I'm not, surprisingly. Um, I should be. I, I know. I I have a mind for the game, as they say. Get Mike uh, in the dugout. Yeah. Get Mike in the dugout. Hey, I'll totally do it. Um, but <laughs> I would love that. I would love that. And you're coming with me. Um, <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Team. What's going to work? Teamwork. Teamwork. It's just, it's just I got to imagine from a mental perspective, this whole run has been a bit of a letdown between, you know, your big guys that were performing well, like Stanton judge um, mm-hmm. the fact that your $160 million pitcher now has chronic back issues and may not be back until the end of the year. Um, your number five guy is all of a sudden had continued to have shoulder injuries in the off season. It just Montas, oh, the guy yeah, that yeah. you, that was supposed to come over from Oakland and be, you know, at least a good four or five guy to bolster the rotation. All these bullpen guys <laughs> that have gotten hurt, Mm-hmm. I got to imagine it's like just compounding mentally, at least mentally and emotionally compounding one thing. It's just not, not going their way. And now yeah. like they say fielding can lead to good hitting and hitting can le- good hitting can lead to good fielding, stuff like that. It's just, I feel like they can't get out of their own way right now. And so right. is it, is it that it's just between the injuries and blowing and like not being able to hold a lead recently is it a mental thing? Are they in their own heads? Do they yeah, feel I mean, too much? Are they putting too much pressure on themselves to live up to what this team's supposed to, supposed to be instead of just going out there and playing? Play ball. Be yourself. Play your game. Like, if you, I, I'm always a proponent of if you play relaxed, right? Right. 
then yeah. your game will come will come to you. Well, my biggest thing with that is like, right, like I get what you're saying, and mm-hmm. you know, I keep making the excuse it's only April, and now we're only in May, first week of full first full week of May, and it's like, okay, how many times am I going to say, okay, it's only May, it's only June, right? You know, at some point or another, they got to start playing baseball. The Rays right, are playing phenomenal of- baseball right now. The Rays are, are have I don't have any doubts that they'll probably win the East at this point. And the Yankees will get a wild card spot again. Um, mm. But, you know, they could change around, right? There's a lot of season left, but they got to start getting the guys. We're going to get Judge back here on Tuesday. Stanton's mm. scheduled to come back at the middle of May, from what it sounds like. Yes. End of May. Um, you know, Sevy's doing uh, AAA games uh, right roughly now. The same, roughly the same timetable. Same Stanton. timeline. Uh, yeah. Which is good, right? Like you can throw. If 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 I'm the Yankees, I'm liking that I have Brito on the bench because what you do is he, you use him as a crutch for Sevy when he's in his game. You have mm-hmm. Sevy throw four innings, and then you throw Brito out of the bullpen. Let him get some bullpen starts because at the end of the day, that's where he's going to live anyways for right now, right? right? Or Herman, or you know, Herman has been pitching great. I love it. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, ultimately. It's early in the season, but there's a lot of concern because this is the same concern that all Yankees fans have felt for the last four or five years is that the role players are not stepping up. And these are mm-hmm. guys that are kind of household names in New York right now. You know, you got Gleyber Torres, who we've been waiting for him to have a season like 17 again, where he just hit the shit out of the yep. ball. Yep. We're waiting for it. We're waiting for Hicks to get back to old form. We're waiting for, uh, you know, IKF to be what – he want what he said he should be right so you know we're waiting and i'm in and personally i'm just tired of waiting like i told you this last year like three one through four i wasn't worried about in the postseason but when we got five through nine that loses you Mm -hmm. ball games easily and that's gonna lose you in the playoffs you know yep Yep. you know but you know we can go on for days i think mike mike i'll let (laughs) you make your last point and then we can go on for days but let, I'll make it, let you make your last point about the Yankees, and then we'll move on to the five takeaways of the week. So for me, I like Torres. I'll just It's just kind of a response, of course. A response to yeah. that. I like Torres, and I think I told everybody, and you, you can attest to this because I said of it. You, you believe me. Not everybody believe me. That when he moved back to second, the bat would come back at least a little bit. He moved to second. He had a better offensive year last year. He's hitting the ball so, well. Don't get me wrong. Like I don't think he's not playing well right now. He just needs but something's not clicking whole, when right. Yes, there's something not clicking. Not just him. It's just all role player. I'm just using him as an example. Sorry oh yeah, no, 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 no. I was I was just say as far as the the names you mentioned, right? Uh, I think I trust that to, to allow Torres to kind of as they say swing out of it, play out of it, just mm-hmm. keep getting reps in, and I think he'll he'll continue to get better. I think he continues to get better as seasons go on, as he gets more at bats and reps and in the field and stuff. Hicks. I just think I think it's time to move on. I just don't yeah. think. Unfortunately, I love Aaron Hicks. I love me, me some Aaron Hicks. Great arm. I told you, I told you in hitter. college I did. Yeah. It's just I think he needs – he's a type of player that needs a new, you know, Aesthetic. fresh scenery. Yeah. He just needs yeah. – he needs to go somewhere like, like, heck, put him in Oakland and just let him play. No expectations. Yeah. No, you know – Sure. No preconceived notions of how successful a team's supposed to be. Just let him play. Uh, IKF, yeah, I agree with you. He, he can be, I think he can still be a good utility player on this team. He, but yeah, I agree. He's got to. He's showing the versatility of fielding. He just needs to hit. 
Correct. Correct. And we talked about this the other day. It's like, if you're not hitting, you got to play good defense. And he's been playing good defense. Center field has been, you know, now Bader's back, right? So I think they moved him over to the left. But, you know, he's been playing good outfield. And it's good to see him in the outfield. It's good to see these guys. I'm not saying any of these guys suck. I love Aaron Hicks. Right. I told you in college I loved him as a player. But now I feel like he has a lot lot of pressure that if he makes the slightest mistake, he's looked upon. And he is. He's looked upon by 10 million people in New York City. By, you know, the organization that's held up here and every other team is here, right? So, right. like, it's it's just a, a different uh, standard. But mm-hmm. let's see if the boys can rally rally this week and we'll come back next week and hopefully have some, have some series win and have Aaron Judge back on Tuesday and whatnot. But, Mike, let's get yes. to our five mm-hmm. takeaways, or should I say our rotation of ha. the week. I like that. And, and see what – and see what what's in store. I'll let you I'll let you write it first. So go for it. Okay. So actually, this is I'm glad I get to go first this week because my first one actually has a lot to do with what we just talked about in IKF's sense, which is versatility is becoming more often than not the name of the game for these players. Yeah. Take a look at some MLB rosters right now, yeah. right? And really, I I bet you could only point to me one or two guys per team that don't play multiple positions during a season. Yeah. At least it's, or haven't played more than one position in their careers. I think it's becoming more and more valuable to these teams based on the fact that they have all these constant rotations. See what I did there Mm -hmm. of lineups and position players and stuff that Mm -hmm. you have to be able to play. If you're coming up as a, as a younger player, you have to be able to play more than one spot. These franchises, need to be able to plug you in somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's the big takeaway I've seen is more and more as I've watched baseball this year, I'm seeing more and more guys play different different spots that they didn't play versatility. before. Yeah. yeah, versatility is definitely big. I've, I've been noticing that. And a lot of minor players have been saying like, you know, hey, you're a third baseman. No, uh, I'm, a, I'm a baseball player right now. I don't right. know my position. I don't have a position. If they were to ask me to go play first, I'd learn it. If they were to ask me to play right, I just want to get a shot. And mm-hmm. you want players like that, like Volpe. I'm sure if you said Volpe, we're going to put you at third. Uh, and we got we got Oswaldo Peraza starting at short. I'm sure he'd be like, yeah, sure, wherever you want me. All right, yeah, if, cool. If, you know, if, if we needed him at, 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 you know, and that's just one Yankees guy. But, like, if you ask any of these guys, you know, they're, they're able to play. They're athletes now. Right, athletic guys. Um, so I hear I hear that one hundred percent. Well, yeah, I mean, look at for example, one that comes to mind is, and I know it's more, it's less for his ability to be able to be plugged in, and more for his health. But Bryce Harper's working his way back. He's only DHing right now, but he's been taking reps at first. You know, no Reese Hoskins. They have a decent outfield already, and they want to be able to have him hold up a little longer per season than he has. In, in a few seasons past. So they've been giving him a lot of reps at first. And it well, looks like they may that, end they up turning him into a first baseman. Well, not only that, they probably don't want him throwing right now as far Correct. in the outfield Correct. because it's Tommy John surgery. He's Correct. the fastest person to come back from Tommy John surgery ever. So they're probably like, you know, we're going to put you at first this year right. and not rush it. And it, next year, probably put you on the outfield. And like a lot of guys that have dead arms, go to first because they don't have Correct. to throw the ball as much Correct. or at all at that, that point. So realistically, I hear what you're saying, but it's ultimately just because of the surgery. I don't think it's anything to do with 
him being, but I think he's open to it because he just wants to play, right? I get what you're saying with the versatility um, and whatnot. So Whatever you need me to do. A guy like Bryce Harper is still saying whatever you need me to do. Yeah, so, I mean, that's big. That's big for sure. Um, My takeaway this week is not really a takeaway about baseball. It's about who we lost in baseball. We just got the news this morning is Vita Blue passed away this Mm -hmm. at age 73. He was on – he's a three-time – World Series champion, a Cy Young winner, six-time All-Star, an MVP, and won the ERA title. Um, he finished his career with 209 wins, 161 losses, a 3.27 ERA, and he had 2,175 strikeouts. That is a hell of a career, Hall of Fame mm-hmm. career, 100%. Um, I don't know if he is in the Hall of Fame. I don't Can't, think he I, is. I don't think so. But that's definitely a Hall of Fame career, uh, for sure. I agree. 2,000 2000 strikeouts. But, yes, he passed away today at the age of 73. You know, and it's, you know, rest in peace to him. And thoughts and prayers and condolences are to his family. And, you know, I just always want to make a takeaway of the week is, you know, seeing a legend pass away, it's it's always a, it's always a tough feat. And, I, and actually, ironically, I just watched a documentary on Reggie Jackson um, mm-hmm. on – amazon prime and if you haven't watched it it's actually really good so and he was in it so so um if you get a chance go on there and watch it it's uh i watched it um and he was in it talking with reggie (laughs) and everything like that so Mm -hmm. uh just wanted to give my condolences and you know to a legend of the game yeah 100 percent uh phenomenal picture like when you when you uh Mm -hmm. texted the group chat this morning you know, letting us know the news. My response was he was great pitcher. And from all accounts, I've heard a great person, which is awesome. Um, He is not in the hall of fame. He fell off the ballot because of low vote total in 1995. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the next time the committee that would cover his era meets, he may end up getting a lot of love, unfortunately, now that he's passed. Um, But yeah, condolences to, you know, his family and friends and loved ones uh, lost a great, Great man, uh, mm-hmm. like you said, great legend person. of the game. Great person, you know, an impactful pitcher on some very good A's teams. Uh, and so, yeah, you know, prayer, prayers and thoughts out to his uh, his loved ones on that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's always it's always tough. And, like, I know Reggie Jackson and, you know, I always had high praise um, uh, in, that, in that documentary at Vita Blue mm-hmm. and who he was and what he meant to him as, you know, an athlete coming through a black athlete coming up through, you know, at that times, you know, and, and whatnot. So I know that, you know, is definitely huge. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's definitely awesome to uh, uh, not awesome. They passed away. I'm sorry, but he, he was definitely an awesome person. Um, right. what I meant to say and you know, ultimately, you know, it's a sad day, you know, he's young, 73 years old, he's young in my opinion. Um, but rest in peace and condolences to his family. Yeah, absolutely. So moving on to your second take of the week. My second take of the week is that I know we're only a month into the year, but the NL East may end up only having one successful team this year. And that would be the Atlanta Braves. No, I'm sorry. (laughs) The Atlanta Braves. Um, A a division that going into the season, including the Miami Marlins, we thought might have four really good teams. I mean, obviously yeah. the Nationals being an out were considered an outlier. They're still rebuilding and kind of building their roster back up. But right. outside of them, I really thought like that 
these those other four teams, Phillies, Marlins, Braves, and Mets, were all going to be good. And so far, it's just been the Braves. So remember, I don't remember know. something. Remember something about this. So last year, the Braves were in the same position as the Phillies. Mm. Close to it, and the Phillies were in the same position as they were last year, and came back up from them. So there's a lot of baseball left. I think a lot of them will get their get their shit together. You know, Verlander's now back with the Mets. Bryce Harper's back with the of the Phillies. I know there's only two players, but they're critical players that bring a lot of pop to the bat. Schwarber's starting to hit the ball better. Pitching's starting to come around. Um, I, I I see that. I, I see your point on that because it's like not looking good right now. But I I see a couple teams coming out of that division this year. Um, because the rest of the division, the rest of the uh, divisions are really low. Um, it seems like they're, you know, you got Pittsburgh leading the central, you know, Dodgers just passed the Diamondbacks this, this week, um, to lead the West. So it's, it's up in the air. I mean, I, I hear you though. I hear you though. It's, it's very, um, I would say concerning because they put all this money, the, the, the Mets have the highest payroll with. Yeah. I think the Mets have like what four hundred million dollars invested per close year to, into I think a player. Close to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're and this is how they perform. It's it's kind of sad, you know. It's it's ultimately Mets baseball, unfortunately. But um, the Phillies surprised me, right? Like I thought, okay, they get, but it, you know, you started seeing guys go down. He started. It's like ah, what's going to happen? Is it the first month of the year? They're just gonna they're gonna bounce back up. We'll see. We'll see going into May. We'll see if we're having yeah. the same conversation in May. Might be a little bit more competitive in May, but yeah, the Braves are playing good so. baseball right now. Like, and um, what's his face? Um, that you said, what is up with him? I, I know you, it was one, your first week, and you were saying, uh, forget his name for the Braves. Where's all the neon green? Oh, uh, Marcelo Zuna. Marcelo Zuna started. He must have heard you, Mike. And he, he must have heard you because he was like, he hit the shit out of that ball. I remember I sent that to you. He yep. crushed it, um, and I think it almost hit the glass. I think it was like four seventy-two. It was incredible. So yeah, I mean, I could see, but I could see your point on that. It's 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 a toss-up for the for that uh, for that division, in my opinion, right now. But I hear what you're saying about the Braves running away. Yeah, with it. it's just the way things have turned out to start the year. It's the Braves are pulling away right now. So real quick, you better, I guess, in it for an analogy, the train, the Braves trains pulling away for the rest of the division, you better find a way to hop onto one of the cars or you're going to be left in the dust. Yeah. Cause the rest of the teams are seven, seven and eight. I mean, everyone's in the, in the hunt right now for a second. Right. I mean, even the nationals are in the hunt. They're only three back of the mess. Right. right. So that division's very tight. And then you got the Braves out here, like sailing. I was going to say like it's the Braves and away. then Come everyone else. Nice <laughs> sticks reference. I like it. You're on welcome. the rotation, we're bringing sticks into the rotation because they hit with sticks. Get that? Got that guy, buddy? Like, that, that's fun. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Anyway, He's what's yours? <laughs> <laughs> My second take is Mr. Paul Goldschmidt. He had a three run home run game today, and he had three 400 plus foot home runs, I should say. Incredible. The dude is just a monster of a baseball player. He's batting 321, hitting seven home runs, 20 RBIs, and his OPS is .991 <laughs> right now. 
and that's a month into the season. He was going through a little slump, and this is broke a game. Eight, actually, this game is kind of what the Cardinals needed. They were in an eight-game slump, mm-hmm. and they needed this uh, to come back, you know, and really have a good jolt. Um, but wow, it's just this guy like sees the ball like it's a beach ball coming. Pro hitter, like he just pro hitter. He just yeah, exactly. It's just it's just incredible in my opinion. Um, yeah, I I I. I we were talking during the WBC, like if there was one one of the main guys off that team I would want for the Yankees is Paul Goldschmidt because he just fi- – I mean, you can see it in the WBC too. He just finds ways to get hits. And it's not even like – he hits homers. Don't get me wrong. Like, yes. he, like he's, got good, he's got good pop. But it's not like he goes up trying to hit a home run. He's just trying yeah. to get a hit. I mean, we've seen him yeah. check swing, sawed off, like just shoot one into right center. Yeah. Just because he put his bat in the right spot, but he's strong too, right? He's a oh, strong oh, absolutely. guy. He's absolutely. very built. He's a built guy. So he, you know, he hit, yeah. yeah he, it's it's just incredible to see the guy hit the ball. It makes it look it's looks like the game is so easy. He slows it down for himself. Mm-hmm. And watching him in WBC even more because I don't get many Cardinals games. I don't get many baseball games at all. But um, <laughs> well, we've been that's that another game, topic. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Seventy-seven thousand people think the same on TikTok. But yep. Um, but it's just it's just concern. It's just a very like awesome thing to see. It's like watching him play is fun to watch, right? It's like going back to the days of the, the steroid era, watching you know McGuire hit the ball out of Bush Stadium and, and everything like that. So it's it's really cool to see him do that. Yeah, I, I agree. It's uh it's a very amazing thing to watch a hitter when you find a hitter like that that just, like you said, makes it look so easy and slows it down so much. It's fascinating, no matter what team you root for, to watch that guy play. And right. he's, he's no slouch on defense either. He's a pretty good right. first baseman. So, Gold glove first baseman, 100%. Yeah, so they got right. themselves a, a a good guy over there. All right, what's your take? Well, oddly enough, you you and I seem to be on a bit of a wavelength uh, today. because what, Nolan Arenado? <laughs> no. But my question, my next takeaway is a question, which is, are the Cardinals really this bad? <laughs> Outside of know. Arenado and Goldschmidt, are they really this bad? It's I mean, like I, know we, we get the we, I think we've had this on the, on the on the show a couple times now about the Cardinals, and it's, you know, they're they're just not playing good baseball. Really, realistically, they're not. Their bullpen is what's failing them. It looks like, um, you know, I mean, as a team right now through April. Let's see. I got the ERAs up right now. I mean, they're uh, – let's see. As a team, I mean, they're top They're top 20 in ERA, but their ERA is 425 a game, you know, uh, you know, throughout the whole team. So, but, you know, I mean, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's interesting because they're in the same position they were last year, and then they just caught fire in right. July and August, and that's where you typically catch fire for a lot of these teams. And that's why I'm kind of holding off a little bit of if we get through July and you're still in the same position, you're done for the year, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. 100%, 100%. There's no real chance for you to come back unless yeah. you're like that Mets team that blew a 13 game lead <laughs> and, and missed the playoffs. <laughs> I hate Sorry, to I hate the shit on the Mets because I have no Sorry, hatred against. I hate I have no hatred against the Mets. No, neither do, but neither like do I. that everything. It's, I mean, they do it to themselves ultimately because like. They had that 13 game, yeah. and it's like they need the Braves needed them to lose every single last game, and they won. 
and then the Braves went on to make the playoffs. <laughs> right. And win this when the win the East. There so. was, right. There was one scenario <laughs> that right. needed to happen. One single scenario that could possibly happen that would give the put the Braves over the Mets, and that's what happened. It was astounding to watch. I don't. But yeah, I, I just, I'm, I'm not Cardinals worried about just, the Cardinals right now. I think that they'll f- find it. I think Wainwright will end up being who Wainwright is, second mm-hmm. half pitcher. He's been a second mm-hmm. half pitcher his entire career. He's never been a really good first half pitcher. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they'll figure out their bullpens. I think they'll make some trades at the deadline for bullpen help and a starting pitcher. Um, but yeah, I don't. I'm not worried about them. Yeah, it's just when when you see 11 and 24, you know that just kind of pops out especially when you see 11 and 24 next to st louis cardinals based on like yeah. how they usually are it's like hmm what's going on there like yeah. so, is something wrong so yeah, i mean i, I hope it. so because i like you know it, baseball's better when the cardinals are good usually so yeah but we'll see. i agree what what you got my third is a comparison to the nfl is okay. is the al central equivalent to the nfc south where a team probably shouldn't get in the playoffs but they ca- they have to because a division winner will get in the playoffs mm. i i guess I'll, i personally will kind of spin spin it on kind of what you said before which is like i think someone will figure it out at some point now i think they're probably only going to put one team into the playoffs and that's the division winner but right 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 but my, my comparison is like we had this on on our thursday show yeah, talking yeah. about how the how like no team should have deserved to be in a playoff is that kind of what the NS, NL, al central is right now uh, i i guess i guess in the sense that the twins appear to be the saints in that like, okay they'll win We'll win because the they'll win just enough the games. Buccaneers. Yeah, the Buccaneers yeah. will just – it's just like kind of the Buccaneers are like, all right, they got Tom Brady. They'll do what they got to do. And I feel like that's with the Twins. They picked up some good rotation. They'll they'll do what they have to do, and they'll, they'll sneak into the playoffs yeah. by winning their division. But it's – for me, it's like, <laughs> does anybody in that division really deserve it? Like, because so the Guardians no. are playing good baseball, but they've also – had a lot of losing streaks. You know, the White Sox have been abysmal. The I think the Tigers are in that division. They're they're, you know, nothing to write home about. But, you know, it's like, you know, who do you who do you and then the Royals, right. And then it's like you know, do you really want them in there? But I don't know. That's why that's why I was looking at I was looking at the standing I was like, damn, this reminds me of so much of the uh the NFC South in football. (laughs) <laughs> I see I see what you're driving at. Because, yeah, actually, so the Twins are like the Buccaneers, right, where they pick up all these veterans, and it's like, oh, they'll do what they got to do to be successful. And then the Guardians are more of the Saints, actually, where it's like, normally they're the best team in the division. Normally they are they end up winning enough games to get into the playoffs right. and, and deserve it. But every so often, like it may be this year, they're not. All right. <laughs> they're they're <not>. just bad. <laughs> they're, they're very bad. <laughs> they're very bad. But – but the, the the guardians do it to themselves ultimately. And Mr. Trey oh, yeah. will 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 give his assessment on that if, if we get him on the show here. You know, uh, he they just don't put good. They have good talent, right? Like they've had great talent. They've had CC. They had mm-hmm. I think you know they've had David Ortiz. I believe no Manny Ramirez, right? Manny Ramirez. They had, I mean, they had Gio Estrella, Lindor. They have had all these guys come through their organization. It's just they can't, hang on to, they can't afford them. 
You know, they don't yeah. they don't want to pay him the big bucks. Um, so that's my that's mine. What is your fourth one? My fourth take is that uh, right now it appears that Arizona is good, but LA is still better. Yeah, yeah. And Arizona getting rid of Bumgarner was the. Have they gotten rid of him yet? Yeah, I believe they cut him. Yes. They they okay. So like I believe getting rid of him team. and like he he was their worst player. Like it was good to see him I'm get happy. off, but and it's fun to see Arizona competing. You know, I hate when teams just sit in the dumpster of the leagues and just sit there and just sit there. I love seeing that competitive. Like, why do you want to continue? If I'm an owner of a team, why do you want to continue to be at the bottom? And why are you settling for the bottom? I understand you probably can't compete payroll, but you are competing payroll. You're just paying the wrong guys. But it's great right. to see, like, kind of like the David, David and Goliath, like Diamondbacks versus the Dodgers. Who would have thought in the West right now? Like, you would have thought like Padres, Dodgers, Padres, or yeah. Giants, Dodgers at the beginning of the Giants, year. Giants, Padres. Yeah. Anybody something. except for Colorado and Arizona. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, so it's, it's like, it's good to see Arizona competing. You know, it's yeah. like that Giants team a couple of years ago who won the division ended up mm-hmm. flaking out in the first round of the playoffs. Right. But it's good to see them competing. It's good to see a different name at the top, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's just now that over this last week, like you said earlier, the Dodgers have now jumped the Diamondbacks for the division lead. I think we're starting to see that kind of Arizona is has built a very good team. Yeah. And they've built a very good young developing team, but the Dodgers are now kind of starting to show that they're still a bit better. They're still yeah. the class of the West. Yeah. You're like, all right, kid, you did good, but now it's time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's just yeah. what this Dodgers team feels like right now. Is like, all right, you've had your you had your April fun. Now right. it's time for the big boys to actually, you know, play this I division. Don't... But but I'm saying this Arizona team reminds me of that Giants team who oh, ran away with that 100%. division like a couple years ago. And I mean, I ended up getting bounced out, like I said, but they reminds me of them. Like they're going to keep like we said that. I think we said that like either a couple times, you know, during that season, like, oh, the Giants are going to fall off. And like they just one of these winning days. and it's a, right. they're going to fall off. And it's just like they never did. So. Right. So yours is the Diamondbacks. So yes. the Diamondbacks, right? Diamondbacks the Diamondbacks are, are good. The Dodgers are still better. The Dodgers are better. The Dodgers. The Dodgers. What you got Dodgers for four? Are... My fourth is the hitting has been explosive this year. Mm. Like crazy hitting this year. Like let me give you a stat right now. So through April okay. last year, through April last year, the total mm. home runs was with – oh, let me go to 2022 real quick. Sorry. Yeah. So last year through April, the Toronto Blue Jays and the New York Yankees were leading the league in home runs with 29 and 30. That's so the Yankees had 29, Toronto had 30. Okay. This year, the Tampa Bay Rays and the San Francisco Giants lead lead the league with San Francisco at 46. What? And Tampa at 59 home runs the year whew, in April. Jesus. We are set to break some records. And, like, you know, the Dodgers – we got the Braves, the Dodgers, the Angels. Yeah, I mean, Yankees aren't even in there. I mean, they're 14th right now. It's 32. So, it's, like, crazy that, like, so many teams. So, I'm looking right now. 
17 teams, including the Blue Jays, are above what last year's totals were. Two are tied. So if you want to go with the tying, um, 18 or 19 teams. It's incredible. They're just the ball looks. Yeah, that's apparently nuts. Lo- it's looking so like a beach ball to a lot of these guys, and they're hitting so many home runs. And I know we can't always attest a team off home runs, but I mean it's pretty impressive when I saw that number. Yeah, no, that's amazing. I did not realize. I knew that a lot of teams were on pace for a good amount of home runs. I knew there were a right. lot more home runs going out. I did not realize it was that much of a difference. Yeah, and that's that's crazy. And twenty nine. New, I would say new rules, but I don't know what new rule other than maybe the pitch clock rushing some pitchers that aren't used to it, but still, like, still got to hit the ball. They say one of the hardest things in sports, if not the hardest thing to do in sports, is to hit the baseball. Oh, I mean, yeah, Deion Sanders that. said that, who played, you know, at the highest level he, in Oh, he's sports. a freak of nature. Yeah. So you think if anybody and could baseball do it. And baseball was his first love, too, so. Yeah. Yeah. And Shannon right. Sharp asked him, like, oh, What's the hardest thing sport you ever had to play? And didn't even skip a beat. He's like baseball. He says that in his documentary I watched on Thirty for Thirty Primetime. He says yeah. the same thing. Baseball is the hardest sport I've ever played. Football is easy because he can run. He just uses his athleticism and right. beat everyone. Where baseball, you literally can do it on the base pass and do it on the field, but you have to get on base, and that's the right. hardest thing to do. So, all right, Mikey, take us away with your cinco. Take of the week. Cinco. My Cinco take of the week is something that I think you and I can both agree on, and I think the baseball world can agree on, which is already, no matter what happens for the rest of this season, the best story of the 2023 MLB season is Liam Hendricks. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I mean, seeing him pitching. I don't care what else happens. Uh, I I think he's working in double A right now to build back up. Dude, it's, but, it's an incredible story. If you haven't heard it, go go out to ESPN and go to just type it into Google. Watch the story. Liam it. Hendricks yeah. beat cancer's ass, fuck cancer, and said, you know, screw it. I'm beating this motherfucker, and I'm going to be back on the field. So hats off to him, mm-hmm. you know, just for that. If the Yankees don't win the World Series, I'd love to see Liam Hendricks hoist that trophy at the end of the year. Uh, hoist Cy Young. Like, it's it's an incredible story. And I didn't even I wouldn't even care if he played baseball again. I would just love to hear that he beat it exactly. because cancer is a it, it's a joke. I fucking hate I hate when people um you know don't take it seriously and I, you know it, me personally you know losing family members, losing close one loved ones that have you know died from cancer, you know when I see someone beat it it's just you know, it's, it makes me feel so great. It feels me, makes me feel motivated. Like when my day's going tough, I'm like, it's not going nearly as tough as theirs. And, and like that motivates me to say, push harder. And cause that guy's right. doing it. Right. Exactly. No, it's, it's, I don't care. And that's the thing that occurred to me when I was putting my takeaways together. I don't care what else happens. I don't even care if the Yankees win the world series. I will take the Yankees not winning the World Series for Liam Hendricks to beat cancer. That Correct. is fine by me. I do mm-hmm. not care. This is all right. This is the story of the season. This 100%. is the biggest moment of this season. Bar none. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anyone else says. It was like Trey Mancini. So, Didn't Trey exactly. Mancini do the same? Yeah. You know, so it's like those guys, like it was like 
a bittersweet because it was Houston in the World Series, but I was like, let's do it for Trey. Like I was exactly. so motivated to see him do well, and and you know, it's it's good to see him, you know, in Chicago, you know, as a utility role. But yeah, I agree with you, bro. Like it's a hundred percent. I agree with you on that. Like it's an amazing story. If you haven't checked it out, go to Google. Type in Liam Hendricks. There's a whole story on it. Yes, and you know, and his family's awesome. Been awesome through this whole process. The Chicago White Sox or organization has been absolutely incredible through this whole thing. So hats off to Liam Hendricks, and I hope he just has a great MLB career and just a great life, ultimately. Absolutely. And it never comes back. Exactly. Absolutely. I completely agree. What you got for five to round us up? How can I follow that up? I should have went first. (laughs) (laughs) We should have ended with that. (laughs) What the hell? Now I'm like, all right, well, I guess, you know, and my fifth is this. (laughs) Well, to my point, to point number four, Last year through April, the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Yankees led the MLB um, in ERA with 2.29 and the Yankees at 2.7. No, two runs a game. Not bad, right? Right. This year, this year, it's gone up a whole run and a half to 3.21 by the Tampa Bay Rays and 3.24 by the Houston Astros. So Mm -hmm. you can say that the pitching changes has been effect has been affected by the pitch clock because we're not seeing as many hits and the hitters are adjusting more than the pitchers. It seems like mm-hmm. definitively. Uh, yeah. I mean, the ERAs are down, are up in this case. You want the ERAs low. You don't want right. them high. Uh, it's like right. golf. You want the low score. Right. So I found that, I found that uh, very, and I know everyone's probably going to look at this and say, Oh, it's only a run. Run it means a lot. Run when loses a game, you know, three runs a game is a lot. You know, that mm-hmm. <laughs> you get off to a bad start, three oh run three oh three nothing, and boom. And remember, this is only there's only twelve teams with a three uh a, a three or under or a three like Within three point three point nine nine and under. Right. The rest are at four, you know, five, six, seven like per, per game. So there's only 12 teams that are, you know, pitching at a three RA. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's, I mean, it's a testament to the increase in offense this year is, is teams are on average giving up a whole run or more than they did last year or in years past. And this is, these are good pitching teams, right? Like the Rays and Astros are good pitching teams and they're giving up over three runs a game. The Rays are twenty eight and seven, right? And they're still giving up three runs, <laughs> three over three runs, runs a game. game, right? Right, which is incredible. You'd think at that record, you think they're below a two normally. Yeah, like okay, cool. They're especially the Rays. The Rays have always been one of those teams that they'll win two nothing, two one, right. one nothing, three two, something like that. No, right. they're winning like eleven to one, eleven to two, or like seven to five or eight to seven. Walk off today. Yep. Um, but that's not that's more besides that. Yeah, it's just it's incredible. It's incredible how much the offense has increased. And has it has it been because of the uh of the pitching chain? Because pitchers have to be quicker. You know, in my opinion, I thought that a lot of pitchers would like it more. So they don't have they don't have to sit there and you know do a whole big windup. A lot of the guys like to have a shorter windup, but I mean I thought for the you know you know, the younger guys, it should be better, you know. Uh, 
you know, it's it, for me personally, I think, you know, it's going to get lower, obviously, you know, but seeing that is like, damn. And then seeing the 59 home runs that the Rays have this year, it's like to the 30 that were last year in April. And we mm-hmm. thought last year was a monster year for home runs. We thought the ball was flying out of the park then. I mean, right. now this year it's like it's flying out even more. Pitchers are pitching even worse. And, like, it seems like teams can't get um, get this pitch – Pitch whole pitch like new pitch count, pitch everything, pitch clock, everything figured Disengagements, out. Disengagements, all that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They can't figure out all this stuff, and I don't think the umpires can too, right? I don't think a lot of the umpires can figure out a lot of this stuff too. And that's not to just go out and rant about that, but you know, ultimately, I think that's something that we, you know, we'll see during the season through the growing pains. But mm-hmm. Mikey, week four for us, episode yep. four for us. Uh, I think week seven or eight in the MLB season, um, but. Great, great, great start to the year. We love baseball. That's why we're doing this show. Comment below. Let us know what your thoughts are and what your takes are. You know, we love to hear uh, your takes. Um, Tune in every Sunday as this will drop every Sunday. Remember, we're we're on Thursdays at Cinco Squad. Um, Make sure you tune in on the social platforms below. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Mike, any final thoughts? Yeah, it's uh, we're a little over a month into the year now, and so we're I think we're really going to start seeing a pickup in the intensity of the game and and the importance of uh, make t- maintaining your spot in the standings as we get into the race. So I'm very excited because we're getting really close to the dog days of summer, and that's when baseball gets good. Well, we're gonna be we're gonna be with those guys in the dog mm-hmm. days of summer with every single week with Cinco Squad. The Rotation with Mike and John. We'll see you guys next week. Make sure you tune in and follow below. See you.